This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station. KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from Mizzou to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts now. You bet it does. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of The Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR, your total sports station in Mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. It is Andy Humphrey and Brendan Schaefer. No producer Chris today, but he should be back soon. Wake up, everybody. It's National Signing Day. Wake up! Apparently not everybody woke up, I suppose, on time today. you got to be kidding me like, with this, man. <laughs> I, we're going to have to get into it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I know that Ryan Wingo ultimately did sign with Texas, did, but yeah. how ridiculous. At, when his dad <laughs> said at the announcement a couple months ago, whenever that was, yeah. that, hey, signing day is not until December 20th. I guess this is what he meant. You never know what, what might a, happen. Yeah, we did not know that this would happen. What a <laughs> what a clown show. <laughs> I mean, wow. Oh, man. But All anyway. of the uh, speculation around it that could have made Mizzou's day even better than it already was. I mean, it was a great day for Mizzou today. Yeah, let's uh, take the yeah, wins, like, my friend. Seriously. What a day. Yeah, the, Excellent stuff all around with National Signing Day taking the spotlight. We're going to give you our full thoughts here in just a few minutes. And Eli Drinkwitz had some interesting thoughts on radio uh, not too long uh, earlier this morning that we might get into uh, here at 425. You did a radio show with Drink without me then. No. You could have at least told me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, I, I wish, but uh, no, that was not me. It was somebody else. But noteworthy anyway and then we'll get into at 505 our top five bottom five nfl teams oh yeah heading into christmas weekend big weekend all around in the nfl <laughs> i told your brother today because he's what? already asking me about fantasy and like who oh, we should start a quarterback yeah. yeah and i and i told him uh, i forget what i said oh he because he said all right, gun to your head. Which quarterback? And I said, first, I'd like for you to remove the gun from oh, my yeah, face, first of all. Then he said, well, fantasy can get pretty violent. And I said, yeah, especially this time of year. And then I said, if, and then, of course, the games are Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, Christmas Day. So I told your brother, I said, yeah, I can understand that. If my teams don't do well, Christmas is canceled. So it's, you know, it's going to be some serious times we're there living is in. There's some, uh, some interesting stuff riding on it. But, uh, hey, we'll get to what we think about the teams in general coming up a little bit later. But 875-KTGR, if you want to weigh in, you can also tweet us at KTGR Big Show and find us on Facebook, too, at facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Now the Big Show's Big Deal. Yeah, not a whole lot of drama on Mizzou's side. There was some uh, as far as what could happen, but what did happen is that Mizzou football put pen to paper for 20 of their uh, verbal commitments from earlier on in this recruiting cycle, including the five-star Williams Winery from the Kansas City area. Some folks have him as the number one recruit in all of the country. 
and uh, he certainly is a big get for Mizzou as they uh, have him be the first guy that they announced. In fact, early this morning, he started off the entire uh, chain of 20 signees for Mizzou in the class of 2024. We heard Eli Drinkwitz's thoughts about the uh, the class earlier this afternoon. You can find the full audio at KTGR.com. We'll share a little bit of what he said in just a little bit. But Mizzou now moves on to the transfer portal once again. They landed a guy in the transfer portal today. And that's the big show's big deal on this 20th day of December, 2023, 875-KTGR. You want to call or text us. A transfer number four added by Mizzou football. This offseason, Darius Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia. How about that? Yeah, edge rusher, linebacker, I'm not 100% sure exactly. He was listed by on three as the number seventh ranked linebacker in the, the portal. Make of that what you will, whatever his role ends up being. He's a guy clearly with a lot of talent coming from Georgia. And uh, I, I was happy to see that, Andy. And I know that maybe Darius Smith wasn't you know, a five-star coming out. I think he was a four-star coming out of high school, but neither here nor there. I made the comment that I'm almost more enthused by the notion of getting another commitment on the defensive side of the ball where we know Mizzou is going to have to restock a little bit because I expect a good number of their guys on the defensive side to go pro. Maybe even more excited to see that than I would have been to see a Ryan Wingo last-minute flip, which was all the rage beginning last night. I think Steve Wiltfong for... Uh, one of the big services. He's twenty four seven, right? He's That's who he works for. I believe so. As a national recruiting analyst, and said, "Hey, Missouri's making a last minute push for Ryan Wingo." And I immediately saw that and said, "Oh, here we go again." Here we Not go. that I don't trust Steve Wilfong's reporting, but I thought there's no way that I see that coming to fruition. Maybe Mizzou did make a push. A lot of smoke seems to to suggest that they did, but like they just got a four star wide receiver, Courtney Crutchfield yesterday out of Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and we know all the guys that we suspect are returning, it would have struck me a little bit odd if Mizzou was going to go to the lengths of NIL that we knew had to be in play for Ryan Wingo in the first place. So I didn't get my hopes up over the last 24 hours. It would have been cool to have him because you could make another fan base meltdown. You already, you know, you're trying to collect them all. You had OU in shambles. Uh, You took a kid from Arkansas, took a kid from Tennessee. Like, you could have basically completed the set. Kansas doesn't really recruit in football, so they don't count. That would have been a lot of fun (laughs) to get Texas, right? But uh, it it just, it never seemed like it was too logical to me. Andy, we made the comments yesterday that, like, hey, you get Caden Green in theory because you kind of opened up some more NIL opportunities with what you had, your you know, your budget, whatever that looks like, maybe it wouldn't make sense to devote some of that money to another wide receiver when you have the Prez, James Madison signing today. Um, you had Crutchfield, as I mentioned, Luther Burden. Maybe Theo Weiss comes back. Maybe the suggestion that they were after Wingo means maybe Theo Weiss doesn't come back and they have an idea of that. I have no idea, but that doesn't even get into, like, Mackay Miller or Speedy Johnson. Like, there's a lot of wide receiving talent, Andy, oh, yeah. so I... I thought the Wingo thing over the, it was fun. It made for a very interesting morning, but I just never really thought it it was plausible that okay at the eleventh hour it's going to change. Well, and again, Courtney Crutchfield joins this class, I think, because maybe Mizzou knew that their chances with Wingo were were pretty much done. They were and they it, had it, basically given up until yeah. maybe they didn't right at the but end. But I, I mean, know. yeah, I suppose at the very last moment they gave a last minute pitch and said, you know, "Just think about us. We know you got to sign tomorrow," and then. Well, it sure seems that Ryan Wingo took his time to sleep on it, I suppose. Took that a little to too literally. Rip Van Wingo over <laughs> yeah, here. Just, 
That was the report this morning was uh, Ryan Wingo's not going to sign yet because he's, he's still asleep. still asleep. That was the report. And I found out that maybe I, I don't think that was actually the case. And Wingo later himself even tweeted, I've been awake. That's not a... I think there was some some bad info flying around about his sleep patterns, but nevertheless, uh, it didn't end up. You know, he ends up going Texas, and that's fine, Mizzou fans. And here's the other thing: it's fine. Uh, don't get too crazy on social media because, as we just saw, sometimes you can miss out on a kid the first time around, and then a year later, things change. Caden Green is a Missouri Tiger, right? So, like, things can change. Let's just everybody, oh, yeah. you know, be yeah. cordial enough to Ryan Wingo. You can make your jokes though. I thought Rip Van Wingo. Was pretty funny, uh, but it, that's all I got for now on the on the the, the Ryan Wingo oh, sleep man. deprivation puns. I, I suppose the the jokes write themselves on that eight seven five KTGR. If you want to call or text us. Uh, as far as the class itself, though, for Mizzou, which again is is very strong, uh, most everywhere ranks them in the top twenty five. I think anywhere between. 21 and 25 in the country. And the big centerpiece was Williams Winery. And, and look, like, it was one thing to say, look, we're, it, Mizzou's pulling them away from Oklahoma, which is fun enough, but it was also fun to see Oklahoma people say, well, on signing day, he's going to flip to us. Like, yeah, Oklahoma's going to drop the bag, and it's all going to happen. They've been saying that since August, man. And that is so funny to see it just not happen. And today, and he signs first. Yeah, yeah, he's the first guy, like, putting that all to bed. And Eli Before Drinkwitz, Ryan Wingo even woke up, he right. was already even, Williams <laughs> was a Missouri Tiger. And Eli Drinkwitz even mentioned uh, when he was asked, like, what that process was like, you know, keeping Williams Winery on board. He's been, he's He's been an oak and never once worried about it, uh, not one time. Um, had constant communication with, with Williams, with his mom and his dad. Uh, Miss Chichi was awesome. Um, you know, when we had in-home visits, everything was great. Um, and I think Williams was, when he made his commitment um, in August, I don't think he ever even kind of wavered, um, contrary to what other people might have reported on twitter yeah <laughs> parker thune oh no! boy boy it's so good it's so good yeah that was it, that whole thing got crazy and to be on the other side of it now and know that like mizzou never had anything to worry about truly um is fantastic i cannot wait to see that kid on campus and, and contributing next year he's going to be such a beast it's so exciting and the fact that you know they've got two four-star defensive linemen from this class also. Yeah. Elias Williams. This could be a huge Jalen Brown. Like this could be a huge class, man. Like, and I get it too. When you, when you look at recruiting rankings, you might say, well, why are we so enthused? And maybe, you know, you can answer this question. It's more of a hypothetical that I pose, but some people might be wondering, well, if you're barely just cracking into the top 25, you know, why, why would you be so enthused by that? Because you know that there's a half dozen or more sec teams, probably more, ahead of Missouri in those rankings. But to kind of see, especially this year with a 10-win season, the way that we're finally getting that traction of prior classes, the guys we were excited about, stepping onto the field, making those contributions, seeing the depth materialize it. When you have injuries, the next man up mentality was a lot more formidable this year for the Tigers. Like, for me, that's what it is, Andy, as to why it's like, sure, there might be some teams that uh, on whatever website you go to are ahead of you, but you can look at those 20 names and know that you're getting a bunch of dudes that are going to file into the depth chart and make 
a difference. Some of them will be, you know, day one starters. A lot of them will be contributors because when the depth is needed in 2024, it'll be there. And then those guys will continue to develop in, in theory, take on larger roles down the road. Like this feels like a very foundational class that at the, you know, we were worried about it all summer going, are they going to get guys? What's it going to look like? Hey, let's stay patient. They have the season. They had the momentum is here. You have one of the top players in the country to anchor the class and the way they have filled in through the portal as well has to play a big role in the confidence right now because every guy that they have gotten in the portal, there's a reason for it. They're filling a position of need with a player that can can play. So that's where my excitement, confidence comes from. It's not the top 10 class in the country, Andy, but I think it's a very good foundational class for Eli Drinkwitz and company. Well, and the fact that the coaching staff has done what they've been able to do to develop these guys, you do need that edge at Mizzou because you are not going to out-recruit these these big-time schools all of the time on the whole every single year. So you got to find the edge somehow in player development. And I think if you combine what Mizzou's been able to do with that so far, top 25, you can live there. Like, and it's a seat at the table. Successful. Yes, absolutely. It gives you a shot every so often. And Mizzou, I think, absolutely is going to have a shot next year. So we'll see. And one of the big reasons why, Caden Green. You know, Eli Drinkwitz was asked about Caden Green by, I believe, Gabe DeArmond to Power Mizzou earlier this this afternoon. And, well, here were Eli Drinkwitz's thoughts on green. You know, green and gold has always been one of those colors that's closely associated to me just because of where I'm from. The Alma Airedales were green and gold. So I have a lot of love for the, the color green. Um, but I'm not able to discuss anything related to a player as of right now. No! Technically Darn. true. Technically true. Technically true. Technically Tried to get true. him on the technicality. <laughs> yeah. But he tweeted out the green heart. Like, oh, yeah. He has – his Twitter game is back and in full force. Like, do, has it been your impression, Andy, that he's been a little more team this year when it comes to the Twitter tweets, but now – with with the way it's rolling, you know the Twitter tweets. But <laughs> so now redundant. it feels like, well, it's a little bit redundant. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, I meant to say the XXs. Okay, there you go, Elon Musk. Sure. But do you feel like now we're now that it's this is kind of like a week long party almost for Mizzou? You got the Cotton Bowl coming a little bit after the Christmas holiday, and he's just kind of letting himself. He's he's himself now again on Twitter in a moment of celebratory nature. The forty-one nothing Arkansas gift when you take a player from Arkansas, like he is in in rare form right now when it comes to uh, yeah the Twitter tweets. <laughs> Eight seven five KTGR to call or text us. It is nice that you bring that up though because he was also asked about you know how much fun are you having right now coaching football? Is this like the most fun you've you've had coaching football? I believe Rod Hamilton, the one who asked him that, and uh, here was his response. Bit of a longer response, but worth it. You know, I told the team, I don't know, it might have been middle of October. It's the most fun I'd ever had coaching football, and I really believe that. Um, it was just the right mix right now. Uh, it's, there's a lot of really good stuff going on within our program, within the players, uh, and you don't take it for granted. I told the staff, don't take it for granted. It doesn't mean it's going to be like this forever. Um, but, man, it's such a joy coaching guys like Cody Schrader and – Xavier Delgado and Javon Foster and Bency Polgar and Marcellus Johnson and um, you know Ryan Hendershot, uh, Thicker Kicker, you know Chris Abram for Drain, Chad Bailey, 
watching Tyron Hopper's journey, Ennis Rakestraw's journey, um, Marquise Johnson. It's been really fun coaching him, seeing him uh, grow and develop as a true freshman, watching the freshman play, uh, the interactions that we get to have with the staff. You know, it's been a really fun addition for us to add Kirby uh, into the mix. Brandon Jones on our staff. Obviously, we get along really well with uh, Coach Baker and, and the rest of those guys. So it's it's just been a real pleasure so far to coach. Right there is what it's all about. I think that's what you're seeing from Eli Drinkwitz when he goes out on Twitter and he posts the green heart and he posts the gif of him fist pumping during the Arkansas game and have the the cry on underneath show the uh, the results on the scoreboard like just the result at the time was forty one nothing forty one Arkansas fans have like, forgotten uh, yeah 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 we do need to make sure that they specifically continue know to that. say the numbers um, right. that that's what's been uh, I think showcase so far for me by Drinkwitz. He's just having fun. And it seems it's the most fun he's had, as he said right there. Like, doesn't get better than this, apparently. And if you're a recruit coming in and you're part of this class, whether it's transfer or high school, and you hear him talking about the environment of Mizzou football like that, how does that make you it make it makes you feel fantastic, I would have to imagine, about what you're walking into. Right, like, man, yeah. this sounds like a family environment. This sounds like these guys really pull for one another. This sounds like there's a, you know, there's there are goals that are looking to be accomplished here. That fires you up. That's got to fire you up as a player. That's got to fire you up as a, a coach on the staff. I saw an article yesterday by a uh, a Notre Dame writer. They're looking for an offensive coordinator, and they wrote a whole article about Kirby Moore. And I thought, I don't even think I'm worried about that. If when Kirby Moore leaves. He's going to leave because he's becoming a head football coach at, at, I would imagine, a pretty good place to become one, right? Like, I don't think, and, and I go back and forth with people on Twitter. I shouldn't, but it's my, my guilty pleasure, my indulgence. Sure. Is go back and forth with these people, and they're like, oh, you think Missouri is like Notre Dame? Like, that's not, they're not comparable jobs. I said, that's fine. If I'm wrong, you can clown me later, and Kirby Moore becomes the OC at Notre Dame, then you can say, all right, this guy's an idiot. I just don't see any way that it's quotes like that right there. They talk about they want their coaches to move on when the time comes, but to better opportunities, right? And if you're a coach in the system and that's the guy you're going to work for, Eli Drinkwitz, he's talking about the environment that y'all have built like that. I think I think that's all you need to hear to know that it's genuine and that you know there's there's some really good things cooking behind the scenes and and not even behind the scenes anymore because we just saw it happen on the field ten and two. So it, I don't know. It just fires you up for Mizzou football. That's that's my takeaway from today. It went like it was supposed to. You picked up Darius Smith, an extra guy that you didn't know about necessarily before today. For sure, there may still be some more transfers coming. Who know? But you get you go twenty for twenty on guys signing. And how about this, Andy? The billboards. Can we talk about the billboards that oh, Mizzou football yeah. has put up in all these kids' hometowns or yeah. whoever puts them up? I assume it's it, but I don't. You know, whoever it is, yeah. that is a cool touch. And it just reminds those folks down in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, too, because we got two of them coming to Mizzou, Jeez, and they got board, billboards up in their hometown. How cool is that, man? That's something that kids want to be a part of. Mizzou is thinking of everything. Every little detail is covered. That is something to be proud of if you're a Missouri football fan. you got to love the direction of things right now. Yeah, because uh, you see what it means to these guys. I mean, the, taking the photos everywhere, like that. Finding out from friends and family, hey, this is where it is. Like, I just. Dude, you got a billboard of yourself about, hey, you signed today. You're going to Mizzou. You're part of that family now. Dude. That is 
you cannot beat that. Great that is whoever came up with that as the the concept. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, and, and well executed with all the kids posting. And, and I, I've seen those flying around um, social media today. Just really, really neat to see. Yeah. So a uh, great day all around for Mizzou when it comes to National Signing Day, inking the high school class for 2024, and making sure that it's solidified. Now you can really focus on. You know, the transfer portal a little bit more. You can focus on the bowl game coming up in nine days. And so uh, that'll be where we turn our focus very soon. But, hey, tell us your thoughts on the recruiting class because, man, it is a good one for Mizzou. 573-875-KTGR to call or text us here on the big show at 422. We'll keep giving our thoughts on it. And and Eli Drinkwitz, uh, you know, he went on SEC radio, I believe, and had some interesting thoughts about signing day specifically that uh you know maybe we get a chance to discuss coming up next should national signing day still be in december we'll get to what eli Drinkwitz said about that and what we think here on the big show you're listening to the big show podcast on ktgr.com this is a song called wake up very topical i would think on a day like today, somehow, well, some way, somehow. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> what? It's, sure, it's topical. Ryan Wingo, famously this morning, was reportedly asleep <laughs> when he was supposed to be signing his letter of intent. <laughs> yes. Um, maybe a last-minute push by Mizzou. I also saw Nebraska potentially was after him. They were. He goes to Texas. But you, you, the sound of surprise in your voice regarding the song selection you picked it. <laughs> you well, I mean, I mean, it, I thought it was a nice song to use. You're cra- no, this, it was, the, this might, reportedly was the song that Ryan Wingo woke up to today. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Hey, it's I a nice wake-up song. It's got a nice it's little a nice... drive to it and a drop. Man. It's a nice wake-up song. But you go, oh, this is a nice song. <laughs> you picked it. Chris isn't even here today. It had to have been you. There's nobody else there. Oh, man. Well, Chris is actually ah. here now, by the way. Hi, producer Chris. What's up? What? <laughs> oh, what? He's here. We we, we tricked uh, Brendan. Nice job. Nicely Why did you done. tell me he wasn't here? Nicely what is happening? done, Chris. Good job. Why I didn't check the clear. Yeah. This is bizarre. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I don't even want to. It's kind of like with Ryan Wingo today. I'm not even going to question it. I'm just going to let it ride. <laughs> just let it Hi, happen. Chris. Good to, good to hear from you. 875-KTGR. Uh, yeah. Call or text us with your National Signing Day thoughts. What a day for Mizzou football. And uh, we'll see if it gets better later this week with the transfer portal and, and later on into next week with the Cotton Bowl. Just a lot of stuff happening. And look, we, it all happens, it seems, during the month of December. You've got You've got bowl season. You've got recruiting for high school, uh, solidifying the class, National Signing Day, of course. You've got the transfer portal opening up. Everything happening all at the same time in college football. Eli Drinkwitz went on uh, SEC this morning on, I believe, uh, SEC radio on Sirius XM. And I, I suppose he was asked a question along these lines of, you know, having National Signing Day around this time of year. Uh, I'm going off the tweet from Peter Burns, who was on the show, of course, and um, he said from Eli Drinkwitz, quote, I wouldn't do just one signing day. I would do an early signing day on August 1st before the season and late February, end quote. He went on to say, 
we need a sport commissioner and nominate Chip Kelly after his comments this week, which I don't even know what Chip Kelly said. Like, I was going to say, I saw that too, <laughs> and I wasn't. I wasn't familiar either. Maybe I'll I'll try to do some quick. Uh, you can have it after Bill C. Some quick. I I still nominate Bill Connolly. I think that's the guy that could be on top of. Oh, yeah. uh, at least figuring out the playoff format. You know, he'll he'll do a great job with that. I think it could be. Uh, it, it's what college football needs to make sure everybody knows what the rules are first of all and uh, follows them. Uh, the NCAA certainly doesn't do a good job of uh, of following it all and enforcing it all, but. Interesting thoughts on National Signing Day. August 1st, that's when he would move it to. I don't know if he meant have one on August 1st and then another one still in December, and then you can also sign in late February if you want to. But man. Or maybe just August and February. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what he was specifically saying there. But what do you think? August 1st? So that's like no. right around the t- – that'd be right around the time – High school seniors are starting their senior year. Yeah. Right around the time the the college season is beginning. So we'd be talking about guy committing, signing, and having it be a year later that he shows up on campus or, you know, the the following summer. Um, I think it would make the lives of coaches easier because for as much as I I like that quote from Drinkwitz too, where he said Williams Buoneri was an oak. You know, he was yeah. he was firm. He was never wavering in his commitment to Missouri, the verbal commitment. But to have to wait until December to see that play out officially probably wears on coaches while they're trying to worry about everything else associated with their jobs, like winning football games each Saturday. So I think the idea from a coach's standpoint makes perfect sense, right? You would love to be able to, the guys that you've got verbally committed, to be able to have a, a window in August where you can ink them and not have to think about it because they can't flip. They're they're they've signed. Um, so I, Chris, you said no. Where's the downside for you? Is it just that you like the the current format, or you think there'd be a, a logistical challenge with doing it this way? Well, there'd be a logistical challenge of having your national signing day and then playing all twelve of your football games, not knowing if your coach is still going to be there or not. If you're a high school student, yeah, sure, Absolutely. but but then you would have a chance to be released from your letter of intent like do they it, force that and is that like enforceable that if the coach is fired there it's not a decision where they can grant it it's automatic how does that work it's almost when, uh, i mean i would think it's almost automatic it happened with aiden shaw when uh Conzo got fired and yeah and, and uh, aiden shaw was able to be released from it and open up his recruitment he ultimately exactly. chose to stay i i don't remember a, an example where it was where that was like prevented maybe it's happened as yeah. long as it would be ironclad where like it's written somewhere like if a coach is fired, it's automatic. Yeah. You can be released from that letter if you've signed it already. Then I'm cool with that because Chris brings up a, g- a good point. Otherwise, like, would there be some concerns about is your coach even still there? Maybe is why you don't do it as early as August. But so aside from that, Chris, the coaching aspect, is there other another logistical reason like the kid well, might not want to go to a school if he thought they were going to win eight games and they win two games maybe that's you know well and that might that might bring up a different type of situation where the team has a bad season that kind of kills hope for the future and then they don't fire the coach they say okay, oh but, we're actually going to stay stick yeah. with this guy and uh, but then the recruits then have second there, thoughts about but it but now there's a solution to that Okay. Because right now, December tw- December 20th today is the beginning of the early signing period, right? Correct. So yeah. that August period would be the early signing. Don't sign yet. 
keep your recruitment open if you want. The kid is the one that, you know, now for NIL, Drink is probably thinking two steps ahead, right? You get that in August, you're getting NIL money your senior year of high school if you're a kid from Missouri. That's what the law is. Uh So that's probably another reason that Drinkwood says it, because it would benefit his program with the way that the laws are currently set up. And I don't blame him one bit for that, but maybe that's another part of it. You don't have to sign early, but you can if you want the money. You know what I'm saying? That could be a part of it, too. That is definitely uh, something that I did not. Stupid. It's an angle that I didn't think about, but that makes sense, This is the world we're in, boys. This is the the nature of the beast now. It's okay. If he's saying August and then February... The reason you wait for February makes perfect sense. It's it should just the be February. It should just be one signing day. But it's hard, Miss me dude. with that it's... early signing day nonsense. I That's like why they it. fired coaches like... early anyways. That's why they fired Jimbo like midway through the season. But imagine how much can change because of the modern NIL landscape. you got these locked in. As of December 20th today, they've all yeah. signed. They're locked in. That's important, I think, for program building for coaches because – Sure, you can say, well, transfer portal is going to happen in this time because I don't think you can change that necessarily unless you mandate it. Like, kids, the season's just over. They want to get a jump on where they're going next year and be part of that depth chart, and, like, they want all that to happen quickly. So that's why that happens in December. So I would look at it and say you probably can't change that aspect of it. Waiting until February to be the first time high school kids can recruit, I think from a depth chart perspective, it's just – it doesn't line up the way coaches probably would want, but I'd be okay. I think with an August end of end of like after the college football playoff concludes, and then that allows coaches. I don't need to stunt for coaches. They make plenty of money and they got a good life. But I think from their perspective, it makes sense why he would would want it structured that way because it would give him less to worry about during the season. Eight seven five KTGR. Would you move National Signing Day to an even earlier date, August? Which I mean, Chris was describing how it used to be. Yeah, there used to be one National Signing Day in February, and that's how it was then. But, yeah, but man, you used the, to not be able to pl- Lance, pay players. Right, so. yeah. Now you can pay <laughs> players. And now, and honestly, players kind of know in the age of social media and with how recruiting has been so hyped up, not just for, like it used to be, you don't even start looking at these guys until their sophomore, junior year. Now you're looking at them in eighth grade, like middle school age, and they're following them throughout their phases. And the fact that with those recruiting processes starting so early, the kids probably now have a lot more probability of making that decision early on and having conviction with it. And so you, I think you give an option for those guys that know for sure, yeah, I want to go to Mizzou or I want to go to whatever school that I've, that I've been locked in with since heck March of my junior year, like give those guys an option to lock it in. And so that way you don't have to worry about, you know, being poached or flips or anything like that. I think it would make in like fan bases. I don't see a reason on the surface. Maybe I'm sure we've just broached this topic. So I'm sure there are things I haven't thought of. Yeah. But from a fan base perspective, you wouldn't have to worry as a, a fan all year uh, throughout the football season if your recruits are getting poached or flipped because it, it, at least the ones that have elected to sign early, the other ones, it would be the way that it is, has always been. Um, but I don't know. This is kind of like the dead period before the bowl games really get ramping up. I kind of like it. I as much as it is chaotic, that it's kind of a fun frenzy for me as a college football fan to see it all going on at once. It is pretty compelling stuff to have it all happening at this 
one time. And and look, I I also think it would drum up a lot of excitement for the college football season if you did it in early August as well. Now, coaches might have some complaints about it, like, well, I'm, I'm starting fall camp or, or I'm trying to get ready for the season or things like that, which if a if a Power 5 coach tells you that and his first game is, you know, uh, I, I don't know what hey, the, enter FCS name here. I didn't want to say don't anybody specific. specific. Yep, no, careful. Enter FCS team here. Like, oh, then, we're going like, to UMass for game one. No problem. No, <laughs> right, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. That's no, on the right, schedule. Yeah. Um, then I'd be like, okay, really? You're, you're worried about that and and getting ready for for that game? No, come on. You can sign a few recruits uh, in that's in that time too. But um, no, I just think it takes a little bit of the stress off of the job which I'm not again like you that's, I'm not not sympathetic too much to it but that's my thing it's probably crazy it yeah. probably makes for crazy hours they signed up for it and yeah. they they've got a millions luxurious thing going on yep. you get to ride in a helicopter wherever you go to like you know what I'm saying well, like probably, yeah private planes I, it's, I think yeah. you're doing I think it's okay so I would say keep it the way it is but with the caveat that I completely understand why Eli Drinkwitz or another coach might prefer his proposal because I think it it makes the calendar make more sense for their day to day. Well, which who wouldn't want to have an easier schedule? Sure. However, I mean, next year, and and Peter Burns pointed this out too. Like today is National Signing Day, December twentieth, twenty three, twenty three. December twentieth, twenty four, twenty four is going to be the first round of the college football playoff. So. I mean, it happens to throw earlier. that in, yeah. yeah. Like, to, but that's twelve teams, right? Like, that's not. It's not going to be the same day. It doesn't have to be the exact same. You don't think those twelve teams want to sign some dudes? I mean, yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. absolutely. But that's but you're you're missing it. That's a Saturday, I assume. Next year, December twentieth is going to be a Saturday. I'm assuming uh, that's when they're playing the games. Friday, I think, is what it okay. will be. It'll still be it'll be December eighteenth then. It'll be a Wednesday. Yeah, it's this it's a, you're preparing for it that week. I can absolutely understand the the reservations. It's twelve teams. It's not you you know, it's not gonna necessarily make it a week earlier than if you need to. Like it, there's no I mean it's gonna that's kind of the point though. Is that it season. can't be it where it is now. Like you gotta move it at some It can't be the point. exact day that it is it always what, like this is the Third Wednesday of mid, like what's the mid December or something like that? I think it's it what it is. Yeah, or yeah. whatever it might end up being on the calendar. It's not. It's not like Thanksgiving is always the same. You know, the whatever sure. Thursday, yeah. unless there's a full moon or something. Yeah. I don't know what the rules are. Uh, I didn't make the calendars, <laughs> but I I think they'll. I think that is um. You're looking for a problem almost and trying to provide a solution where well, it's like, I, I think I'm it's not very looking easy for it. To, it is a problem right now. No, it's like not, it's like I'm saying, there's an obvious solution of like, just it shifted by a couple of days and it's not going to be on the, you know, whatever. It'll I be, mean, whatever. It's, yes, it's a but if you, if you have to, you know, fly all these private jets everywhere while uh, during a week where you would normally be practicing. For a playoff game, but I mean Texas like, is practicing right. Like they're doing that this week. That's still happening. That's happening now. Well, no, I get it, but uh, there's still a whole lot of space in between these these dates here. Like, hey, I practice mean, like you play, baby. They got to be practicing hard for these uh, okay. for these playoff right. games. I, I hear your point. I just think it's probably an easy fix of why don't we take the calendar and push it by a week, and then you're good. Hey, I, instead of saying it's got to be February. There's never know. enough time in the day. There's never enough time in the year, I suppose. But uh, give us your thoughts on when 
signing day is and whether you like it where it's at. Eight seven five KTGR. I mean, this has been a blast. I don't. I wouldn't no, change a thing. I, I, I'm not saying it hasn't been fun. I'm just. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz gave his thoughts, and I thought 100 percent give ours. It's a problem for coaches. I don't think fans. It's a problem for college. Well, football what fans. I think, and that's what for, I am. But so. what I kind of see, and when we see these types of changes here and there, is that fans will adjust. To well, yeah, like, they like will. if it happens, if. All of a sudden, Eli Drinkwitz gets what he wants, and there is a signing day in August. We're going to gravitate to August all of a sudden. So, I mean, sure. it, it, the fun factor, I don't think, is going to go away. But, I mean, it's, no. it, it, it does kind of make it, uh, with everything happening at the same time, yes, coaches are burnt out by it. We get the content over and over and over, and so that makes it fun, too. Yeah, I don't. My, I guess my bottom line is, like, not to sound insensitive, but I'm not losing sleep over coaches losing sleep. <laughs> because they they're making millions, yeah. they're doing fine, they're That's doing just fine. So you say that now, why he would but stop. wait till they burn that time out when you don't want them to, and you're like, what the heck happened? And you're like, oh, oh, it's because they can they didn't sleep enough. Well, they yeah. need a guy for that. Every team, every program should have someone on staff that's just in charge of wake up calls in the in the fi- wake up calls in the final few minutes of a half or whatever, just being right behind the coach going. Hey, this would be Time the out. implication of a timeout here. Timeout. Or just like, you don't even have to tell them do it, but it's like, make sure that, hey, are you thinking about this? And as a coach, you'd have to be secure enough in yourself to not be irritated by that person being over your shoulder. If I were a coach, I would want that because you're probably thinking about a million different things as a head coach in the crunch time of a game. It'd be nice to have that look, that resource, in my opinion. Yeah. But good point, Chris. Yeah, they could be. Like I feel like Mike McCarthy, if he were a college coach, that's exactly what we would see. We he for, he forgot. Oh, he forgot to call oh, timeout because he was he was tired. Listen, I don't need my oh, head coach snapping I, on me in the middle of the game. And like if it happens during like Kansas, no 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 no. Get 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 your full a pal. Man, eight seven five. Practice meditating. Call or text us with uh, with your thoughts on National Signing Day. Mizzou. Good day for them. Uh, certainly so. Sets them up really well for next year. We'll see what uh, they come up with uh, as they get that class ready to compete next season. Under the bus is next to, of course, the, uh, the the somehow sleepy factor of signing day and much more after this live local sports center. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. We're going under the bus in a bit. Got the sweetest thing in sports coming up, too. And then at 5.05, it's our top five, bottom five NFL teams. Heading into week 16, it's crunch time, folks. So uh, who is at the top and who is at the bottom? Do the Chiefs make the list? Do the Chiefs make uh, what, what would most likely be the top five? They're not one of the five worst teams in football, I don't think. You don't think so? Um, I mean, if you ask a Chiefs fan when they're down, you know, fourteen nothing to the Raiders, maybe they say something that might be a bad time. But to, I yeah. mean, yeah, but um, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Where do we put the Chiefs on the list, if anywhere, uh, in the top five, bottom five? We'll give that a five oh five, and you can text in your list too at eight seven five KTGR and uh, weigh in on any of that. <laughs> It's time to go under the bus on the big show. Again, National Signing Day kind of started off in the most National Signing Day fashion. We've reached, we've leveled up as a society. We now have reporting on when recruits are sleeping and when they are awake during National Signing Day. 
They know if you've been bad or good, you yeah. leave. I think is <laughs> part of the so. uh, part of the situation. Oh for that. man, and that was what I believe Adam Gorney of, uh, of Rivals uh, tweeting out. Yeah, Ryan Wingo, he hasn't made a decision yet because he's still asleep. <laughs> and I don't think that was accurate, just for the record. You don't think so? Whatever. No, well, I, I mean, reason to believe that it was not. Okay, but that's fine. I mean, Ryan Wingo did tweet uh, some emojis afterwards. <laughs> okay, I'm up, folks. I'm awake. Um, I'm awake. He eventually that did was, sign uh, with Texas, and you yeah. know, put to bed all of the, uh, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, putting to bed the rumors of uh, Nebraska or Mizzou making a late push and things. Signed like his letter, went back to bed. These yeah. kids go to school? I guess it's Christmas break. That's yeah, probably... It's Christmas break. And I believe Ryan Wingo had, had already finished school, graduated. too, or something yeah. like he's, that. He's, he graduated early. I think I've seen that he's been like involved in practices already with Texas. So, anyway. Well, I mean, good for him. He'll be a Mizzou Tiger by 2025. <laughs> Under the bus. Oh, wow. Bold. If, if Caden Green has anything to say about it, I suppose. I mean, there you go. happened there. It did. Can't say it, can happen, it couldn't happen again. Uh, under the bus to Arthur Smith. Um, I can't this, I can't this do more with this This quote guy. is so ridiculous. What do you do? Uh, obviously, the Falcons are going through it. Quarterbacks, they're going back to Taylor Heineke. Arthur Smith said today that he would, quote, die trying to make this right, end quote. Well, that'll settle all the Falcons fans' concerns. Hey, <laughs> if you're going to die trying to make this right, at least you'll be dead. And uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's What'd that, you just wish upon Arthur Smith? No, I don't actually mean that. That's like the, the meme format that's like, uh, it's a weird hill to die on, but at least you're dead. Like, that's... <laughs> That's yeah. kind of how I feel right now. Right. I just want his I just want his coaching career to go away. That's really all I want. It's like we're really gonna try to fix this. We'll die trying. Like this is our everything. What if what if you just gave the ball to B. John Robinson and Drake London a lot, Kyle Pitts a lot, and maybe that would work. Like you don't really have to die to do brains. that, by the way. No, you, you can keep your everything. You yeah. can keep your existence, your livelihood, all of it. Right. Just how about the guy you drafted eighth overall? Don't have a scenario where he finishes with negative fantasy points. Now, again, he did fumble the ball, so I yeah. get that part of it. Right. But Bijan Robinson, like, they just keep ramming Tyler Algier into the butts of offensive linemen. You have a dynamic playmaker. Throw him the ball. Get him in space. Like, it's not rocket surgery here. You don't have to act like, well, we're going to die trying to. Don't die. Just do the thing that everybody is saying you should probably do a little bit more of. That's all. That's all I'm asking. Under the bus. It's a fair request. In my mind, we didn't we didn't ask Arthur Smith to die trying on this stuff. We just asked you to do the, the simple thing. Just skip the ball to Bijan Robinson. At least you're dead. Oh, That's the... uh, and then under the it's bus. It's a funny to... meme to me. That's yeah, all no, I, I get it. It is more of a joke than anything else. And then under the bus to MLS. Major League Soccer. What happened? Is so over its skis on this. So I believe it was over the weekend. Classic Friday news dump by Major League Soccer. They're deciding that they made a request to U.S. Soccer that they are not going to have their, essentially their first teams participate in the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, of course, uh, founded by Lamar Hunt, named after Lamar Hunt. Lamar Hunt Open Cup. Yeah, uh, like crucial to the game of soccer, the growth of the sport in this country, the, the former Chiefs owner. Uh, like, And then Major League Soccer thinks that they can just blow off this tournament and think that that's good for the game. Instead, they were wanting to send essentially their youth teams to represent them. 
in Boy, what? like to to go up against the, the like the beauty of the Open Cup is that you can have teams from Major League Soccer or the low it's low open. amateur. Yeah, it's open. You can get your buddies together from a beer league, and if you win your way up, you can hoist a trophy against the MLS teams. Cup. Yes, there are no restrictions. Right, like you can exactly. So to have Major League Soccer, the premier league in the United States. Just thumb their noses at this tournament. Well, U.S. Soccer today took a stand and said, "No, we're not going to let you do that." Sorry, pal. You got to play your best people in this tournament, That's or right. at least try to do so. Or else, I, what I think they should do, and Sebastian Salazar suggested this: strip them of their Division One uh, status as a Ooh, league. I like it. Like, be serious about. It. Don't be an unserious league that only cares about the almighty dollar. They actually care about the growth of the game here and give a damn about tournaments like this that grow the game in your country. Spicy. Give a damn. Let's go. Come on. This is so ridiculous. Like, Major League Soccer gets in their own way so many times. I can't stand it. The the roster rules, the spending rules. The drafts. The draft. Like, you don't want promotion relegation. Like, come on. This... Scared to compete. Major scared League Soccer compete. is scared to compete. The anything that you know takes them away from uh, gaining the most dollars and making sure the owners are happy. Please, this is just ridiculous to me. It's time for the sweetest thing in sports on the Big Show. Didn't expect me to get so fired up about that, did you? Now, Brendan. <laughs> I'm I was hot about that, man. Come on. <laughs> Uh, well, that's very sweet of you, Andy. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful it's, game. Come let's, on. Let's get it is a sweet game. And we'll get to the sweetest thing in sports here, which of course brought to you by our great fans, friends at the Candy Factory. This holiday season, your coworkers deserve the tasty treats and chocolates that the Candy Factory has to offer. Do you, Brendan? He absolutely does. Uh so those MLS people don't, but uh, I certainly No, the MLS no, people right. don't. But uh, everybody else, go get uh, Candy Factory treats uh, in downtown Columbia online at thecandyfactoryonline.com. And it's sweet to see National Signing Day all across the country. I mean, it's a big moment for not just the kids uh, putting the pen to paper, making it official, but the families, the friends, the the high school coaches, the the middle school coach, everybody who had an impact on these guys uh, getting to where they are in their football lives and getting to see it celebrated by – solidifying their chance to play in college football is a beautiful thing. So congrats to everybody out there who made those decisions and signed today. Yeah, but especially congrats to Mizzou because they did really good at National Signing Day. They actually made the right decisions. So, yes. That's my whole thing. Yeah. Listen, if they went to another school, they're just chasing that NIL bag. They're not really serious about competing. But since they went to your school, they're serious about success. They're serious about winning. Your team has a culture. Now that you've got your boys in there, it's all just, it's nothing but up from here. You pretty much nailed it. I don't know. There's nothing else to add to that. So well done, Chris. Uh, All right. Top five, bottom five NFL teams are coming up. Uh, after the break, uh, again, uh, should the Chiefs be in this list? Uh, it, they might be on the fringe. I'm still kind of deciding. I know what you I'm going to do. You don't have your list yet? I, I have well, a I list, have, and I don't know if Andy agrees. I I have most of my list compiled, but again, he's, still kind of going he's back He's a procrastinator by nature. Uh, He'll get it done. Uh, you know, we'll get there. We've got some time. 
505, top five, bottom five NFL teams. Give us yours at 875K to GR. We'll do that next on the Big Show.